episode four. Jesus Christ, four. Getting into it, I getting know. into it. I huh? know, it's going so quick, isn't it? It's gone really well, though. I, I feel so posh. I feel like I should smell like Stuart's wrist. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a busy week, haven't you? Well, let's start with you first, shall we? Because <laughs> I started last week. Let's not divert from, from what's going on. Hi, Zach. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, loads of things happening, I guess, really. But mo- most importantly, it was kind of recognising within myself how how far I've come over the last sort of four years, one, being mm. clean for four years and no drink, no drugs for four years, but especially the last eight months, like working out that I've literally not missed one day of cold water, of meditation, of breath work. Mm. Every single day, I've, ne- I've not missed that. I've been consistent at that every day. That's massive. That is massive. Yeah, it's Because massive. even when I try and practice... Fitting it all in is really, really hard. Mm. So you doing that every day for mm. eight months is mental. Mental good. Not yeah, not yeah. Mental. It's nearly nine now, I think. I've just I worked it out the other day. Um, and on my little app, it was like hundreds of hours, breath held and all this kind of stuff. I That's just, mad. Yeah. Hundreds. People don't hold their breath for long ever. Unless they're like <laughs> trying to swim the width of the pool. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. It's good. Mm. So yeah, I'm proud of that, and that's kind of inspired me to to change my outlook on the whole no birds for a bit, or let's say no women for a bit. I've been told recently that saying birds is very disrespectful, and I agree. So no women for a bit, um, because that would that was all about me wanting to do a year for myself because I needed a year to heal myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I hadn't taken into consideration the fact that I have absolutely smashed it for the last nine months. And in the top of, on top of all the things I just said I've done, I also do therapy every week and have done for four years. It's like, bro, you've grown. You've healed a lot. It, it, it's interesting that you sort of have that perspective now because it's one of the things I sort of felt, you know, the whole time. Because I've, I've used have been slightly different on it, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And, and I said to you, and I feel like it's like, you know, I understand that you were healing from that relationship. You know, it was really, really hard. That thing I needed to heal from, yeah. But so what that was you, the only thing. But me as an individual... You'd, un, you'd underestimated the amount mm. of work you'd actually done. And if you look at the compound interest of doing that over a, a number of months, you've actually changed the person that you are mm. inherently for a very long period of time, right? Yeah, the biggest thing I would say is uh, making yourself the one. For you, like you say, how do you find the one? You find the one by becoming the one for yourself and then the one will show up for you. You don't need to search for the one. She will she will find you when you've, or he or she will find you when you have become that one for yourself. And I have done that mm. every single day, whether I was in a relationship or not, you know, because my relationship previously was long distance anyway. So for 85% of it, I wasn't with the person. I was still alone. I was mm. doing, and I was doing all that stuff. And even when they were still there, I was still showing up for me. I was still number one for me, you know? So I, that was what <coughs> I didn't really, that I was an oversight from my part. So my perspective has certainly changed. I think it's, 
I mean, what what what's important to remember about being a person is that your perspective is always going to change. The more you grow, the more you get better, the, the longer that you spend in that world where you're actively seeking to become better, mm. your perspective naturally will change because your opinions and the filters that you've got over the way you look at life are going to gradually fall away. Mm. And that as a process is the hardest thing to do. And you've done that successfully for a very long period of time. Yeah, I think my views are still the same. I just didn't really give myself any credit. <laughs> so I still, my still, my belief would still be, if I hadn't done any of those things, then the year would be important. It would be necessary. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's like, well, you haven't done any, you haven't done any of that stuff. But I didn't consider the fact that actually, yeah, for all that time, and I also did have five months totally single without anybody else anyway, in between yeah. my last relationship. So if you add that, that's five plus the nine months. It's like, it's over a year <laughs> and a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I have done, I have done that time. I have done a lot. And I kind of, I think I was probably quite angry as well. I was quite angry at the end of my last relationship as well. So I was kind of like probably adamant as well that it was a bad idea at that time coming off the back of a painful breakup that, being around women wasn't the answer. <laughs> Breakup will skew your view on absolutely everything that you do. It changes just, your opinion, your your views around yourself, you your distrust in women, your distrust in, in in relationships in general, you know, it changes everything. Yeah, I think I was very going through a, a very difficult and angry time at that point. So it yep. was frustrating, I think. But I definitely think I've given some poor advice as well during that time to people um i'd like you to can you elaborate on that or? <clears throat> um because this is an important thing like a bit of ownership a bit of uh, vulnerability yeah because like- i i think i don't disagree with some of the things that i had said in terms of i don't know people making mistakes in relationships and things like that um yeah but i think telling people that it's it's not the right thing for them to do is wrong because whether it is um, the relationship, because I was giving people advice saying, you know, you, you know, that relationship isn't going to be the one for you, basically. Yeah, yeah. That was my my mindset. And that still is my mindset on, on certain relationships that I'm aware of. However, telling them not to go into it or not to do it isn't good advice. Because there's one thing I put in one of my videos recently was that every relationship that you go into will either be a lesson or a blessing. Sure. And it's what you need at that time. That's what I've learned about everything, all the mistakes that I have made and all the wrong relationships that I've been in. Every single one of them has shaped me in a way and defined me in new ways and created something new. And I've learned something with every single one. Mm. And had I not been in them, then I would have not be, I wouldn't be where I am today with my mindset and my knowledge on how I would like a relationship to be. So whether they're a mistake or not doesn't, hold any values as to whether or not they should do it because if it's a mistake they're making they have to make it i mean i i think the path is the path the relationships that you get into are always going to trigger you they're always going to make you feel a certain way and the more that you choose to grow in that relationship you're going to find yourself developing as a person if you go into the relationship oh my fucking <clears throat> my fucking voice went it's all right Right. Just carry on. Yeah. So for me, the path is a path. You know, 
relationships are going to teach you things throughout. And if you choose to, to look at it in a self-reflective view and try and understand how you can get better from the triggers that you're experiencing in that relationship, you're always going to get a bit better. And if you can understand the nature of you in the dynamic of the relationship, you end up in a much better relationship rather than your old crappy behaviours taking control and ruining it. Yeah, I think a relationship will show you where you're weakest because they just basically hold up the mirror. Everything that you're seeing in them that you think is a problem, it's really something that you struggle with. Mm. When you when you start looking at them and the things that they're doing wrong, it's really, they're the problems that you struggle to deal with. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? So it's like the only way to get better is to keep, keep working on yourself. And you yeah. can do that in a relationship, but then it becomes very hard. As you, we, you and I have discussed before, you know, when you went into a previous relationship, you had all this routine. And then as soon as you got into a relationship, you started to sacrifice it. Mm. So not every, not straight away, slowly but surely, bit by bit, it got less and less and less for you and more and more and more for them. Yeah. And that's not down to anyone's fault other than yourself. You yeah. know, that's just your own inability to go, actually, I deserve that myself and that I am my, my priority. My priority is my love for myself, mm. not for them. It's the boundary. Like, so for me, I've never been able to set boundaries. And my, my ex-partner used to talk to me about boundaries a lot. Mm. And she'd be like, I set these boundaries and you just cross them. And I didn't understand what a boundary was. But for me, like, I've, I, I, you know, I, I am actually really sorry I didn't understand what a boundary was, but this is the, the concept of learning, right? Is that when you begin to, to see where you failed and then you understand, oh, I didn't have a boundary there. I didn't have a boundary there. And those boundaries for me are I have to take care of myself first and foremost, emotionally, spiritually, mm. financially, mm. you know, in every way in order to be the best person I can possibly be for them. Well, I, I think... Well, that's the, the only thing about that sentence I would change is for you, not for them. It's not for them. It should, I don't but think anything should ever be, of, yeah, isn't it? that would be, yeah, it would mm. be a by, but if you're doing it for them, never going to work in my opinion or my experience with doing anything, changing anything or trying to become anything for something other than you will never stick. It will always come unstuck eventually because you grow resentful, I think, towards the people you're doing it for. That is so funny that you say that because that is exactly what happened last time. I went in, I changed everything about myself mm. and I did it for them mm. and I did it for her. And, you know, I don't hold any blame for her. Because it, I think we discussed before, she didn't really ask you to do she it. She didn't you ask just me thought, to do any of it, but yeah. I did it because it was like, this is what she wants. And this is how she needs me. Did you create that narrative though? No, no, no. It, it was like I tried to make a logical assessment of who I was and what I needed to be. Yeah. And because I couldn't change myself uh, without a goal, because if you give me a goal, give me a target, something that I'm deeply passionate about, I'll fucking achieve it every single time. I'll mm. always do it. I'll never fail. Mm. And even if I do fail, I'll, it won't be long before I pick myself up and I'll try again. Mm. That's something that's a really good quality in me. Mm. But where I noticed with the relationship was that I found myself fighting, fighting, fighting. And when you do all that fighting, you just want to be seen. Mm -hmm. You just want to be loved. You just want to be heard. You just want to be respected. And yeah. it's sort of like when you don't receive those metrics back, you realise that the changes that you made were only for them and they were only surface and they weren't deep enough to last long. And they would only be worthwhile if it's the, the whole purpose of doing them was for them. And if they don't give you what you expected, which is again unfair, then it was all for nothing. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? It was like, okay, I've done all of that. I didn't get the, the, the gratification from them that I was hoping for. Yeah. 
And therefore, everything I did is worthless. So now I'm even more worthless because that was an entire colossal waste of fucking time. It, it, it will always feel like a colossal waste of time because the at the end of the day, the very thing you're trying to change is to get the merit of the relationship that you truly want. Mm. You know... It's okay, mate. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> My hay fever's setting right off this time of year. So... For me, it feels like the relationship metric that you're trying to fight towards and trying to win and trying to pull back is the reason that you begin to change. And then when you make those changes and they don't completely work mm. and you don't get what you need from it, mm. it's worthless, isn't it? And then you feel even more worthless because you feel like everything you did was for nothing. And it's like, right, okay, it's funny how you can do something for the with the wrong agenda and it have a different effect to if you did it for the right reasons. But I do think there's looking at your example from what you've said to me, it was kind of mostly external that you focused on, wasn't it? And I think that was the priority. And as a result, it didn't really heal much of you. Well, here's the thing. So I, I changed my physique from, you know, big, soft, wobbly bag of mess mm. to like less than 10% body fat in great shape, mad focus, mad, um, mad energy, mad effort, right? And you put all that in. That's really hard to do for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. And then it was more about me and how I was behaving around the kids because she want, she she really wanted me to be a certain way with the family because that's all she wants, bless mm. her. And I don't mm. under, understand that. But part of my character is I do get distracted. I am very um, entrepreneurial. I do think about things differently. I do want to achieve. I do want to grow. And that's all seen as selfish. So mm. when you have those characteristics in yourself and you have to subside, subside them, put them to one side, mm. you don't end up being the person you want to be. So then you're being somebody that they want you to be and then that's where I don't find comfort that's where I become bitter and resentful and like why can't I just be the person I am because I like who I am Mm. and at least I thought I liked who I was but Mm. I just didn't know how to represent what she needed the the core values Mm. even though the core values are the same so I'll just say this on core values like so you two people can have the same core values. And I think we all have those core values, which is the family, the house, the car, the comfort, the holidays, like all of those nice core values, safety and security, right? But the outside of those core values are slightly different values for each individual. So some people need more camaraderie. Some people need challenge. Some people need... Um, social life some people need family some people it's everyone's oriented slightly different and if you can't calculate the things that orient you in the direction that you want to go you're always going to end up being by default more of the person you're with than the person you are Mm. yeah i mean i think if the the distance between your core values is too great then you both either one of you needs to change too much yeah to be happy with the other yeah and there's that's one thing I always thought about previous relationships is like, oh, you come into it and you say, oh, well, you shouldn't have to change for the person you're with. No. And I, I partly believe that and part of me doesn't as well because if you're, say, a very broken individual yeah. and you bring lots of chaos to the relationship, that can't continue. Sure. So that person's going to need to change, whether, you know, whoever it is. that that though, You can accept them for who they are and say, yes, I love you, but you can't carry on with that. I don't accept that part of you and that does need to change and that's okay but I think the ideal relationship is where you're very close in terms of 
who you are as people and what you want and your goals are going in the same direction. Your beliefs are similar. Sure. Um, and sure, there'll be things that you disagree with, but there'll be, they won't, they won't rivet too far off of the, the core principles of your, of both of your values. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I that's a working arrangement. That's, that's okay to live in there because if you don't have that, it's, such a either high emotional or low emotional. So it's either really intense or really fucking shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's never this sort of nice, comfortable zone in which you operate in because the values are so far apart. This is where it brings the point to me, really, that both people should have their own independent life, that they should have the set things that they do. Mm. They should be in, in, in their character uh, able to make the decisions around who they are and go in that direction. Mm. And their partner is doing the same thing. And mm. then alongside each other, you're both moving in the directions you want to go. And then you coincide in that relationship as well, where it's supportive and loving and caring and considerate and, you know, compassionate. Like sometimes people aren't going to be 10 out of 10. They're going to be feeling shit. They're going to, they're going to mm. find their lives challenging. They're going to find things difficult. And if you can get around that block and be supported through that, that gap gets smaller, doesn't it? Like you're not in that on your own. Yeah. I think as long as both the direction you're, you are, both of you are heading in the same direction-ish. Do you know what I mean? Because say your your idea was to move to another fucking country and, you know, your partner's wasn't, then it's like, okay, well, you're going completely the opposite 100%. way. Do you know what I mean? So as long as you're close enough, like I say, with, you know, your values, your goals and your ideals about the future, and then that way, hopefully, you can support each other and encourage each other for everything that you're doing because it it wouldn't pull you away from each other to do so. Do you know what I mean? So say using that moving away as an example... You couldn't really support them to go to Dubai because that means you're away from me and our relationship and I can't, I don't want to have a relationship like that. So I think it's important that you, you're, you're both as close as you can be in terms of where you want to be and your futures are aligned. Well, you could, you could potentially say like, let's say a massive opportunity came up and I said, look, I really want to do this. Here's why. Mm. I know this is probably against what you think is right for me or maybe not what you want, mm. but again, it's how you present it. But mm. I, you know, I want to go to Dubai for this reason. As long as it's not to go out there and go to pool parties and see <laughs> girls and, you know what I mean? As yeah, long if it as was a like, business opportunity for like six months, so yeah, that's different. But if it's like, I want to move there and they didn't want to move there. Yeah, you know it's, too, I mean? it's that's too broad, it. yeah. Our, too our, broad. Our, our relationship's over then because we're, we're, go, we're, we're going in such different directions. But people change so much as well. Like people, people negate... Uh, because of the way our culture and our world is, that the, the, the possibility for change is so vast compared to where it was 50 years ago, mm. 70 years ago, when it was jobs or nothing, you know, now it's changed. The dynamic has changed in the world that people can make changes in themselves and suddenly they'll be in a job and they won't realise that it's making them really unhappy. That change then needs to happen for them. And sometimes that makes the other person feel uncomfortable. It brings in insecurity, mm. uh, like financial instability. It brings in so many different things. I um, think it's, um, it's good that we've got self-worth as, as the main sort of topic for this evening because it ties so much into a relationship, I think. And it's like you say, that, that realisation could come from a self-worth thing because... I'm doing a job I don't like. I want to do something that makes me happy, that fulfills me, that increases my self-worth, not bores yeah. me to death and makes me feel like I'm worthless because yeah. I'm in a shit job that I hate with people I don't like and it's never going to be what I want. Do you know what I mean? And then suddenly they have a change. It's like, well, my desire is this and actually that doesn't meet the needs of this relationship, but I've actually got to go and do this. It's for me. Mm. And sometimes that's what's going to happen, but 
you know, maybe they'll find each find their way back to each other one day. But if somebody has that sudden self worth realization, actually, I'm miserable. I'm miserable, and I need to fix that. And the relationship might be a sacrifice as a result of that drastic change. Do you know what I mean? And the, and you find when people make those really big changes in their life, mm. and you see that change in them, like their shoulders drop, mm. the way they communicate is different. They're more mm. free, more liberated. They're happier. They've got all this choice again. You know, sometimes a, re- a relationship can really be the thing that is holding you back. Mm. But if you're in a relationship relationship that supports that and holds yeah. it and says, right, I understand, let's go together. Yeah, yeah, you let's know? do, I'm going to do that with you. I really yeah. support you. And that changes a lot for me as well, but you're my man or you're my woman and I'm with you 100%. And, and if that's you, just like, wow. Yeah, and if you can find that space and do that together, can you imagine mm. what it's like when... You know, for me, let's say we use me as an example, like we'll call my work relationship that's just changed recent recently. We'll call my work relationship that's just changed recently. Right. The 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 company had provided me such a platform. They'd mm. given me such a great opportunity. They've taught me so many fantastic things. They've supported me so, so well. But I reached a point in myself where I realized there were certain things that were making me unhappy. Mm. And I'm very much of the character, which is high risk, which a lot might, you know, my ex-partner really struggled with. All my partners have struggled with actually, you know, I'm high risk. If I don't feel comfortable or happy in something, I'll just change it. Mm. And, um, you know, the changes I've made just in the last week have been a, a result of a massive decision and a massive fallout of a relationship that was really important but realising that that relationship had to separate. I had to leave that relationship. Mm. As much as I love them, as much as I care for them, as much as I want them all to do well, this could be something that men suffer with, right? Is It could be something that everybody suffers with. What I've got in you and, and my social circle now, yeah, is if I could find a woman... That could, <laughs> that treat that. Me, could treat me the same way that you guys do, yeah, yeah. then I've won. Because you give me space to talk freely. You listen and will, like, if I say something that you're maybe making me feel, you'll change that. If um, if I'm saying something then to you that you feel uncomfortable with, I'll change that. And we address it so lovingly. We also support each other. Like, even if the decisions we're making aren't, the, the easiest or the safest or the opinions are skewed or different, mm. you you can support me and I can support you, right? Um, and I think that's what a relationship these days is really missing. Like we've kind of gone back into relationships here, but relationships these days are really, really missing. Uh, this, this key factor is like, I see you. Mm. It's like that avatar thing. I see you. Yeah, yeah. I love that about avatar. That's yeah. weird you say that. I really love that. But I think... My, my view on relationships has changed a lot. I've always looked outwards with regards to relationships, but it's not outwards, it's inwards. A relationship is out, it's not outwards. Everything mm. that, if you want it from somebody else, you've got to give it to you. It is, it, I just, it's just like a penny dropped with it. And because I've been doing all of that stuff, I know that it will come to me or has. Well, right, so let, let's, let's move away with, from, you know, the whole relationships thing. But let's talk about the self-worth element mm. of it because 
there's three, two or three phrases thrown around, banded around in the world that are said so readily and people don't understand what self-love is, what self-worth is, what self-respect is and like the concept of the self, mm. you know, how do these elements of treating the self differently mm. create a, a fully complete human being? Yeah, it's, it's quite complex really, but... The way I see it is that you kind of prioritise the the needs that you want from others. You change that to what you need from yourself. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. So whatever it is that you get externally, whether it be someone telling you they love you, um, someone making you feel good for achieving something, a well done, a pat on the back, Um that is something that you can give to yourself. And you. I feel if you can become only reliant upon yourself for those things, doesn't mean that you don't still really appreciate when you get them. You just don't need them. You love them and appreciate them, but you don't need them. Because if you don't need them, then you're always okay. You know, it's the, I don't think it's the pursuit of happiness. It is the pursuit of self-worth. Is Because if you have self-worth, happiness comes Inevitably, happiness is when when I, when people say happiness is is an inside job. Mm. You're right, but happiness isn't an experience of a joyous occasion. That's a temporary feeling. Happiness is actually the content feeling in 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 yourself, who you are. Yeah. Am and I good I, enough? And that's know? why I think that the confusion about pursuing happiness is a bit of a mistake. It's it's misleading. It's like I got to pursue happiness because they when you think about that concept, most people go to the job. The house, the car, the money, um, you know, having a career, the relationship. That's all these things are going to make me happy. It's like, no, (laughs) no, it's not. None of that's going to make you happy. It'll be fun and it'll give you a little bit of entertainment. um, But uh, long term, actually, a relationship's really fucking hard. It's going to test you. It's going to push you (laughs) and pull you into places that you really feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, The same with a job, the same with a business, same with a career. You know, the the, ex, the external stuff only gives momentary validation. Nothing. You know, everything wears off. It's none of it's everlasting. It's only there momentarily, but self-worth is constant. It's a constant. So if you are grabbing that and you're aiming for that, then all of those things, you can have them and appreciate them in their separate selves. Do you know what I mean? They come as they are, but when they go, it doesn't hurt. When they're gone, it's fine. I've got my self-worth. It's in here. It's, there's nowhere for it to go unless I stop investing in myself every single day. That's that's what I have learned over the last four years. That I, I've always, over the last four years, invested in myself every single week without fail. But the last nine months, I've intensely done it more. Mm. Like to the All three things, by the way. Mm? All three things as well. Apart from the therapy, all of the other stuff you do is free. Yeah. Free. Singing, yeah. meditation, breath yeah. work, cold water, all free. free. Yeah. And, that, free. and that's it, it. But the thing is, it doesn't have to be those things. I would certainly recommend all of those things based on my own experience with them and two based on a book, a book that I've read that coincidentally suggested, this is a psychologist that has done research about how to connect the mind, the body and the soul because she was so frustrated with her patients, you know, doing five years of therapy and just consistently breaking their new behavioural um, attitude they were trying to uptake and going back to, you know, type as they call it, going back to type, reverting back to type and falling into these old behaviors. And she was so frustrated. And then it happened in her own life. And then she discovered, right, this is the research I'm going to do. 
she discovered that meditation, breathwork, cold water, singing, something like that, or dancing, an art, you know, of some kind that's, it's all to do with the vagus nerve, essentially, you know, and it's, that's the, the link between the brain and the gut. Um, also taking, I take uh, vitamins for the gut specifically as well, because there's like an emotional center in your gut, you yeah. know? Um, so I take them every day. Um, so yeah, all of that I've been doing for the last nine months. And it's just yeah. like my perspective, my attitude, my life, you know, bar probably a few weeks after my breakup, I was a bit of an asshole, but outside of that, you know, I was, and I stopped vaping, which didn't help. But outside of, outside of that, you know, my, yeah, it just kind of hit me that, wow, this is what I should have been doing all along. I should have been focusing on this, whether I was in a relationship yeah. or not. If you're doing those things every day, um, you're going to be fine. You're going to, you're going to grow. You're going to heal. You're going to feel better. You're going to act better in a relationship. You're going to be less codependent. You're going to yeah. more be going to be more more and more strong within yourself and more capable of setting boundaries because there's nothing you're going to compromise for yourself because you know how good it makes you feel. Sure. And that's, that's what I've, and even when I entered my previous relationship again, after breaking up the, for the entirety of that relationship, I did not stop doing those things every day, whenever she was there or not, it, I was consistent. And that's, that's again, something I didn't really give myself credit for or how much growth and change that had made in myself. So I, I always implore now people that, you know, forget anything outside of self. Self-love is a result of um, seeking your truth. So your truth, my truth is I need to love who I am and like who I am by not being ashamed of the person I think I am, mm. being the person I want to be around people that will allow me to be that and accept mm. me for that mm. and know those things pay into my self-worth and my self-worth then comes from okay my credibility to myself is based on the amount of times that I will execute against the things that I say I'm going to do and I carry the characteristics of the person that I say I am so that's where myself because I trust myself I don't I'm not lying when I say anything to anybody else mm. I trust myself so then my self-love comes from that and my self-worth comes from my trust. It's like this network of all these concepts of self that me that pay into this one brilliant feeling of I am fucking enough. Yeah. One thing you said there that I didn't actually um, mention is truth and honesty. Um, huge, huge part of self-worth. Owning everything that you do, you know, whatever's happening in your life, not being afraid to wear it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right if I'm failing at something. And so I'm not, I, I don't lie about anything ever. I don't need to ever. It's such a beautiful freeing thing. Mm. I don't need to hide anything from anyone ever. I'm not ashamed. Doesn't matter who it is in my life. I've set it up in such a way. I can be honest with everyone about anything. And do, it doesn't do, you, do you ever know? Yeah, you're right. And do you ever notice when sometimes like, like I'll do self-reflection here. So sometimes you, you, you embellish a little bit, aren't you? One embellishes a little bit. Like, <laughs> let's say you won a grand in the casino. You'd be like, oh yeah, I won 1,500 quid in the casino. Like, <laughs> you embellish a little bit because you want, I don't know, like, and it comes out of your mouth and you know it's not the truth, but you say it and then you're like, why? What was that? And if you look at that behaviour, mm. like that, even that is the simplest form of self-inspection. If you are telling minor lies or just adjusting the truth by one degree mm. why <laughs> well i can yes and no like i did fifty nine thousand and something 
I think it was like 59.64 or something. And I said to Scotty today, it was 60 grand. <laughs> yeah, but that's not, that's a round, that's a round. <laughs> so I just up. rounded it up. But I, I, I'd like to say that, no, I don't, I try not to do that anymore. I don't need to exaggerate anything um, anymore. I don't think, I maybe, I might do subconsciously here and there. But normally I go back and if I do that, this is, I know actually what I do do. If I do that, I'll go, actually, no, it wasn't that much. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll, 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 I'll throw myself under the bus. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's important to live honestly in every aspect. It's such a, there's such freedom in it. You don't need to be scared of what, of what people think, you know, even like my, you know, my ex is, um, sorry, my son's mum. No, I don't care if she knows what I'm doing wrong or if I've made a failure or anything. I'm not, there's nothing I need to, I need to hide mm. ever. I don't, I mean, it's not, doesn't bother me or anyone in my life. I can just be honest about every single thing that I'm doing. I can own everything. And that again is something that just self-worth wise. It's like, it's one of the pinnacle things I'd say hundred percent. You've got to have that core honesty coupled with all it's, coupled with all the things that I've mentioned as well. So it's, it's a lot of work, self-worth. Well, it really is. Well, well, that is for those of us that struggle with it because I, I do believe that some people born into fantastic lives and, um, you know, loving families, secure families, have a little bit of an upper hand on on self-worth. It's not to say that they they are by- well, they're encouraged. By, yeah, it's not to say that by, by nature that they will definitely have a high self-worth because they've had a lovely family and upbringing. That's not true. Because sure. um, I know people that have had terrible sufferings after their family, like into their early teens, and then that's changed their life. So, yeah. um, and that's ruined their self-worth and they've had to rebuild it. But anybody who has suffered in any way has had their self-worth diminished in order for you to get it back up to a level of which you do not have these codependent relationships that you do not invite narcissistic people into your life or broken people into your life, because that is what you will keep doing. You will, if you are unhealed, you will bring in unhealed people. You'll actually only be attracted to unhealed people. You will only be attracted to people similar to you. So that's what you invite in. And then what happens is you've got two broken people. Trauma bond. Creating a trauma bond. Like I said to you earlier, they've got some damage. They've they've opened up to you and you go, oh, I've got stuff too. (laughs) Here's all my stuff. Oh, great. We're both broken. We can be broken together. That's going to work. Not. It never does. (laughs) It can work. It can, but it's so hard. It's going to be so hard. And most importantly is that your self-worth is then invested in them. So it's actually you're relying on each other to make each other feel feel better about yourselves all the time never going to work it's not because that works okay for the one day with that you walk in and you're doing great and you've had a good day and you're feeling strong and energetic and they're tired fine you can help them support them but what happens when you've had a shit day and they've had a shit day and, and you've both got triggers and you're both insecure and you're both low self-worth and you both want from each other to pick each other up and neither of you can and then you just rip each other's heads off and it just goes boom mm. that's, <laughs> that's what happens yeah. and people are wondering why they keep bouncing around in these relationships that end, end so miserably or become toxic it's because you're the same it's like you haven't grown your self-worth you haven't healed you haven't made yourself any better than you ever were You've not changed anything. You've just moved from one to the next, to the next, to the next. And you've not changed anything about how you feel about yourself. You keep thinking it's their fault and it's their fault. The truth is it's both your faults because you're both broken and neither of you have tried to heal each other, yourselves, individually. So, yeah, I just think self-worth for me is, it's everything. It's linked to everything that you want. Self-worth is setting boundaries on how other people can treat you. Self-love is setting boundaries on how you can treat yourself. 
you know, and if you can get those two things to marry up lovely, you'll end up in a situation where the people that you're around, you won't let them treat you like shit. You don't have to get into an argument. You can just leave. And no. also you won't allow yourself to treat you like shit. If you're overweight and you keep telling yourself, I'm going to lose weight and you're keeping, you eat, keep eating cakes and stopping at McDonald's and just treating yourself four or five times a week. And you're not truthful with yourself about it. Mm. That's not self-love. No. That's not looking after what you want. That's looking after what your body is telling you your brain needs. My dopamine fix. Get me that McFlurry. Get me that double burger. <laughs> Do not tell anyone that I had that earlier. I was just about <laughs> to say that. But I've earned that. I've <laughs> yeah. earned that. You know, when, yeah, when, sure. when, I, when I diet, right, you know I've lost a bit of weight, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how much work I put into losing that weight. Mm. You know how focused I am around my diet, my water intake, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do those things. No, I'm scratching my head. So I'm not telling you about yours. <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, it's all right. I was like, no. What am I <clears throat> anyway, let me snip that bit out. Uh, <laughs> you can cut that out. Yeah, yeah. So, I've definitely made that. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, nice one. Um, yeah, so I do all of those things. I diet, and I and when I, I diet, I train hard. I put a lot of effort in. I think about it a lot. I consume the water that I need to. Like six liters a day is a lot. I go and do all of those things. And then once a week, and I really have to have a little battle with myself about it. Like, I don't know if I really want to do this. I know the reward never feels as good as it, as it does on the, like never the McDonald's burger never looks as good as it does on the box. No. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but when I do it, I make sure I enjoy it because I've earned it. Mm. If you're not earning it, just going to work is not earning it. Just being I mean, a person. I'm a little bit of an anomaly, and I because yeah, I, I, yeah, because <laughs> I never earn it. No, because you, but you 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 earn it in a different way because you do your breath work, you do your meditation, oh, you yeah, do your yeah, stuff. Yeah. You're not leaning on that to make you feel better. You're leaning no. on yourself. And then when you decide I want a burger, it's like I don't really care that much no. that I'm having a burger today because I know I don't eat a burger every single day. No. No. Are you? actually really taking care of the person that you are yeah like emotionally are you taking of your physical appearance your care of your physical fucking why is wrong with me today <laughs> what is mm. what did you say i said are you taking care of your physical appearance today mm. are you taking care of your emotions today are you taking care of your finances today if you're not doing those things in any specific order with any degree of value you are going to be unhappy in one or many areas. I think the biggest thing that everyone should be asking is what is wrong with the way I am? What don't I like about myself? And how do I fix it? Perfect. Perfect. That's it. If you are shining a light in that area, in that dark part of your brain, it's fucking painful Mm -hmm. and it's hard. You know, and that's what I tell you, breath work does, meditation does, if you do it correctly. And if you're doing it with a goal in mind. Mm. So with me, I know it's my inner child needs healing. Okay, great. I focused on that. Mm. Man, I said, you know, two weeks I was crying every day, every morning, sobbing for 20 minutes-ish after doing some intense work. And that's not the first time that's happened in my life. In the last four years, I've had weeks of being just broken and allowing myself to feel broken because I am looking at the parts of myself I hate the most. I'm looking at parts of me that I don't like, that I don't want anymore. And I want to understand why I'm like that because if I don't want them, why are they there? And why are they still there even though I don't like them and they're not part of who I want to be? So they're the things. That's where we need to be looking. That's that's one of the big things about self-worth. Yes, you can do all this stuff, you know, all these things that make you feel good, that will in- inherently make you feel better about yourself because you're, you know, you're... Um, 
more self-reliant. You know, you're not yeah. then reliant on other people because those things make you feel good. But if you actually want to invoke change in yourself and not continue to do the things that actually make you feel bad about yourself. So it's a two-way thing. You know, it's right, do the things for myself to make me feel good, but also stop doing the things that make me feel bad about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so how do I do that? You got to look, you got to shine the light on the things that you you really don't like. And that's the thing I think people run away, will run away from the most. It's radical honesty. Mm. Radical honesty in yourself will help you assess your entire existence as a human being. Mm. And if you're not spending the time assessing your life for what it is, you're never going to get to the place that you really, really want to go. You're never going to have the life. You're never going to have the friends. You're never going to have the car. You're never going to have the house. You're never going to like, mm. if they're the things that you decide that you want, you're just never going to love yourself. You're never going to love yourself. It's not it's like <laughs> you the know, external the, stuff that we all seek. Everybody's looking for it. Everyone mm. wants the house, the car, the kids, the, you know, the picket fence, the Range Rover. Like most people are seeking that degree of success. If you look at Instagram, it's riddled with people that are standing outside mm. of other people's cars and taking pictures themselves. Everyone's trying to look the same and have the same and be the same. It's like, mm. if you can't take your own uniqueness and be comfortable in that, mm. I guarantee you that uniqueness will draw in exactly what you want and need. I think um, Steve Jobs said it really well. If you read his, you read his death letter. People write death letters. So he was dying of cancer, obviously. So he, he, he did like a last, he wrote this, he wrote like a almost like a memo or a memoir about how he felt at the end of his life. And he knew he had not long to live days. Yeah. And he basically wrote that he really wishes now sitting in here with the end of his life imminent that he hadn't wasted so much of his life on his business. Really? Yeah. That's one of the most prolific life-changing men on this planet. And for millions he, of people. For the world. You know, he changed the world. And he said he wished he didn't spend so much time doing that. And he wished he'd invested more into the things that are important, like love, like family. You know, so that just goes to show you he died miserable on his deathbed because he hadn't invested in the things that we're talking about. And it's why I, I stand by my principle of, you know, that if you don't, if you focus on the thing you want instead of focus, focusing on making yourself feel love and happiness internally so that you can then appreciate that thing, you, you want to achieve that thing too. But if you don't couple that with feeling loving love within yourself for who you are, then that thing's not going to be worth what you want it to be worth. It's not going to, it's not going to be what you hope it to be because you've put too much into that. Mm. It's like, so, and the reason I have that perspective is because when I was an addict and I started my first business, everything was the business, everything. So, and it's not to say you won't achieve what you want. You will, you can, if you make that your priority and you dedicate everything to it, you will, yeah. but you won't be happy doing it. No, you won't. And you won't keep it either. No. Like most likely because you'd have done all of this and then you suddenly feel like it was for nothing because it didn't feel the hole you were hoping it would fill. You still feel shit about yourself, even though you're a millionaire, still hate myself. I was a millionaire. I hated myself, wanted to die. It's like, and I'm not saying that everybody will have that same experience if they just focus on that, but you, you have to have some level of investment into, to you because Otherwise, those things have far too much weight on them 
And when you achieve them and you get them, it's just not enough. Mm. It's not enough. So you want more. You want the next thing. You want the next thing. You want the next thing. It's like for me now, I've got into a place where I'm, you know, earning similar money to what I had before, but I work 5% of what I did before. And I've done all that because I've always prioritized this. And I am grateful and I love to have the materialistic things that those things give me, but they, my, my happiness and my self-worth is not hinged upon those things being there. You know, so if I lost everything today and I was, you know, living in my brother's bedroom again, I'd be quite content <laughs> because I'd be brother's spare room with bin bags and that was where I was at five years ago. It's, it's an in- interesting point that you raised there because... Question. Something I learned from Tony Robbins, similar to what you just said, um, it's called the art of fulfilment and it's basically how success is a science but art is a, uh, fulfilment is an art. So mm. like you could follow a step-by-step of somebody or follow somebody's blueprint exactly what they did to become a millionaire It's mm. not necessarily going to make you fulfilled. Fulfilment yeah. is an art. Like it's something that's personal to you. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, sorry, then you continue, was that also I learned this thing about, um, you know the whole thing of happiness is the journey. I read a, like a book on this before and it spoke about how in American football the fucking only goal in that time is to get 10 yards and then when they do get 10 yards they all fucking celebrate but then it's back down again with the next one mm. and then the end goal is the end zone and that's like maybe selling the business or something yeah, when yeah. it happens you have to realise that you've got to go start back again, start again yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but, all, but the whole game is fun yeah yeah you know I mean? yeah because you're, you're only ever focused on moving yeah. 10 yards yeah, yeah, no, yeah but then like you said some people so much like I don't have fucking loads of money but I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life mm. that's not flex well I mean yeah I think you could be arrogant about that yeah yeah you that's can flex, flex that's a flex because it's that's, that's a hard thing to achieve I, I think it's harder to achieve that than it is to achieve being really rich well I, being really rich if you, you could drop everything in your life and focus on just that and you could achieve it anyone can anyone yeah, if you're putting course. that much of energy that much energy that much time and focus you will achieve it no one has ever failed at anything that's given that much time and energy to something sure. but you will but to have happiness and and self love and self worth alongside that that's a totally different bag we both know right that the situa- like the situation that I'm in in my life right now mm. is one that is not where I want to be mm. you know in, in many areas, mm. right? But I can guarantee you, get the lie detector test out, mm. I am the happiest I've ever been mm. by a country mile, mm. right? And it's not rooted in money. It's not rooted in um, cars or motorbikes or fucking holidays. Like, I haven't been anywhere. I'm not going mm. anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I have good friends. I have good opportunities. I have beautiful kids. Mm. I have my health, my passion, I have my integrity intact. Mm. You know, those things for me contribute to me feeling happy. That's because mm. I work on that. Mm. And I, the most profound change that has ever, ever come around for me is really realizing that who I am and what I'm about and what I want to be is all plenty. Mm. It's enough. It's, it's enough. I don't have to fucking go out there in the world and wrestle with everything and everyone and you're wrong, I'm right, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm. nah, 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 I'm going to do me and that's all I need to do. Yeah, I think there's, I went through two different stages with that acknowledgement about being enough. There was there was knowing you're enough and feeling you're enough. I felt those were two very different moments for me. I knew, I got I got to a point after about two years where I knew I was enough, you know, because I'd, 
done a lot of external things that had kind of maybe verified that for me with I think that was what my social media was about to start with it, it kind of I felt like I owed the universe a debt because of the way I'd behaved before yeah and after doing a, you know a year's worth of social media spending a lot of time helping people I kind of got to the point where I was like you know what? I'm, I'm a bloody good person you know I am finally but it was hinged upon those external things so it was like from the 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 facts align to me being a good person based on the things I'm doing. Nobody could look at me and say you're a bad person because everything I was doing was good. But that that was part of the journey to feeling that I was good because I did have all those things in line and in place, but I still didn't feel good. I still didn't feel enough after two years being clean and being you know, honest and integral and all the things that I want to be, still didn't feel enough. That's where... I think our difference in in opinion, I think it's just around the words or the tone. Or the, or I'm talking the, about. I'm just talking about myself. Yeah, no, my no, own course, experience with it because for me, a knowing is like felt in the body. I know I'm enough. Now. <clears throat> yeah, and before I've like I've felt or I've convinced myself that yeah I'm enough, but I've not mm. believed it. Mm. But knowing it, when you really feel it inside you, and you're like, I fucking know mm. I am enough. Yeah, and it's, that's that's just a difference in wording. It's not. It's not. Yeah, right I think I think it's. I don't know how. Maybe we're talking about two different things. Then I mean, I'm talking about knowing something intellectually and feeling something emotionally. Sure. So that's what I'm. That's the difference. And I don't know where you're. Whether you're saying what you use, you feel it emotionally, or whether you know it intellectually, or both. But for me, it was two different. It was two separate occasions. And I think feeling enough has only really happened in the last nine months. For me personally, um, feeling it, it was when I decided to to do everything for myself that I have done. Yep. It was hinged. Then my my uh, this knowing I was enough and feeling I was enough wasn't hinged on anything external that I had created or built. It mm. was based on what I was able to give to myself. That's it. And 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 in within those things were healing myself spiritually and emotionally, um, and understanding myself. You know, therapy that I've done as well took me to a lot of places, but you know that therapy um it unraveled a lot of behaviors, a lot of self worth issues that I had. But the work over the last nine months, you know, being consistent, it's connected me to something deeper and more powerful, more meaningful. I think I've grown more in those last eight nine months than yeah. I have in the previous three years, and that that's because I've taken it upon myself to be consistent and showing up for me, just mm. for me, not yep. because I can post it on social media, not because I can have somebody telling me that it's good enough. Mm. You know, like I've had my distance from social media. You know, we're doing podcasts now, but it doesn't... It's, it's part of our job it's, now, Yeah, it's, it? you know, it's a, it's a career thing. It's not, it's not a self-worth thing. You know, before I can honestly say it was. You know, I did it with the best intentions. However, it validated me a lot. You know, it, it was people telling me that you're enough. Basically, mm. don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people calling me a dick as well, <laughs> but I didn't care don't about that. You know, comments. I didn't care. That entertained me a little bit, but there was there was a lot of validation. People telling me that you're good and you're this and you're that. Um, you're such a nice person. Dedicating your time. I was doing lives and all of that. You know, is you know. So it was all kind of wrapped up in that. So when I, re- I so again, I removed that. I removed that. I removed these things. You know, like I said, I've had time off of relationships, off of dating, and even being in a relationship, I've being consistent within myself, showing up for me and not being reliant, even to the point of not, you know, receiving a text message in the morning saying, oh, well done for doing this from your partner. I just give it to myself. You know, like mm. I said, I do my messages on the shower. Well done. I'm proud of you. I love you. 
every day, even like always now, and I will never stop doing that ever. That is one. That's the thing that I think is the difference. That's where the growth has come. That's where the security in myself has come because I know I've always got it. No one can take it from me, no. you know, and that's that's what the feeling enough has come from. Feeling enough has come from that. I believe it's, it's undeniable evidence that you are who you say you are that helps you feel enough as well. Like you aren't going to feel enough if you're sat at home covered in what sits watching love Island next to your partner that you don't really talk to and you don't want to touch. Mm. You know what I mean? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> How are you going to feel good in your life? Yeah. Right. No. So then if you're not making an honest assessment of those things, you're never going to feel better. Are you? No, a hundred percent. There's so many, it's so many facets to self worth, and everybody can probably they'll listen to this and be like, "Bloody, yeah, it's a lot of work." <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, it is. It really is. But I promise, it's worth it. It's so. But people don't want to. Work. People do not want to work on themselves. People want to work on other people. Go down the pub, have a whinge about them and him, and mm. you know, ring each other up and moan. I don't ring you up and moan about anybody else, do I? Only yourself. <laughs> I literally, I'll ring up and I'll moan about me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, wait. You might be upset. You might be upset about something initially, but it'll always round down to you. You know, like I said when you mentioned about something that had happened with work, and I said, "Well, you kind of made a stupid mistake there, mate." And you're like, "Yeah, well, I will. Right. I, I, I always. I mean, even in the conversation I had with them, like I will always own my bit because it doesn't serve me. Like the human condition is to sit." and point at them and the world and this is that fault and the, and the economy is this and this mm. is that. Okay, well, yes, but that's what it is. Mm. What are you as an individual doing about it? It's the golden ticket to life and nobody wants to pick it up no. because it's quite heavy. <laughs> so it's not a golden ticket, it's a golden bar, <laughs> very fucking Fuck heavy one. Hell. It's like, but you've got to, you've got to be willing to, to pull the weight, you've got to be willing to do the work. And I did something that I wanted to bring up because something I've seen a lot lately, particularly within dating and relationships, because a lot of this comes out of self-worth and people running around making the same mistakes with the same type of people over and over again. And it's so fucking sad, some of the things that I'm seeing in it. And I feel like it's something that needed to be addressed. And um, so when, for example, a man meets a girl, girl likes man, man says he likes girl, man says I'm not ready for a relationship but I am, I really would like to see you, see you. We all know what that means. Girl says, yes, I still want to see you, but she really wants a relationship. I hate that. Where's the blame? I On the girl in this scenario, yep. if it was the other way around, it's, it's on the person who is willing to accept that their hope of being sleeping with someone and giving them a constant attention, being there just when they want them to be there, you know, so controlling from the, using the man in this scenario, as, as I've described, it can go the other way as well. But in this scenario, I hate it. I hate that the, 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 in this scenario, the girl doesn't feel good enough about herself to know she's fucking worth more. Mm. You don't, if, if a guy isn't jumping up and down the minute they meet you and they're so excited, they're like, they're like that's what you deserve. And if they're not giving you, if they're giving you anything less than that, fuck them off. Mm. Please, if you're listening, don't accept that from any person. If they are not willing to give you all the time and the love and the attention that you deserve to a healthy degree. <laughs> but if they're not and they're saying, oh, they're not ready for a relationship, don't go sleeping with them in the hope they're going to fall in love with you and then they're going to date. Fuck them off. Go and find the person you deserve. You're just wasting your time. Don't go and find the person you deserve. <laughs> go and work on yourself until the person you deserve turns up. 
hundred percent. But the person, if you work on yourself enough, you'll know that you, by walking away, you're telling yourself you're enough. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. not accepting that person. Yeah, you're not accepting that person in your, in your life. Only accept the person in your life that's worthy of you, you know, but your worthiness has to be to a certain degree in the first place. So you're absolutely right, actually. That's what I should have said is, don't go, you don't go finding the next person. Go and work on yourself before you try and find somebody else because you should, if you're willing to accept that, you've got some issues. Do you know what I mean? If you're willing to go, I'm only going to have a little piece of somebody that they're willing to give in the hope that they'll give me more. No, you deserve more. Go and find yourself, love yourself so you know that you deserve more. Self-love is more than just fucking taking yourself out for a cinema date and eating some popcorn and, you know, lighting a candle and getting in the bath. Mm. Self-love is being able to to manifest the strength to say to somebody that's being disrespectful to you or or that isn't doing the relationship the the the, the justice it deserves. Mm. Bye. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. But it's, it's having that self-worth, isn't it? And this is why you know, I'll talk about my own experience in relationships. I'm always previously I've always tolerated red flags. And that's a self-worth thing. I always talk about it like a game of minesweeper. Like when you play Minesweeper, you know, you press the grey blocks and then one of the red flags come up and then they all come up, mm-hmm. yeah? That's when you restart the game. But what we do is we carry on playing red flag, red flag, yeah. red flag, red flag, red flag. And we're like, yeah, and then and we get to the end and be like, oh, I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't complete the game And properly. you wonder why it didn't work out. Well, you found all the red flags And you first, ignored them. And you ignored them, carried on playing the but game. That's you know that's how to lose. That's a self-worth issue. Yeah. You know, if you're, and I'm talking from my own experience, I ignored them because I was just quite happy to have somebody in my life that I thought was attractive. That was pretty much the only two boxes. One, they were willing to give me lots of time and lots of attention and I found them attractive. That's it. And if, and that's the, and if, if, you're willing to overlook all the other red flags is because you don't think you're good enough to deserve more. And that's... That's a point. What do you think you deserve? Who do you think you deserve? What is it from your past that is making you think you don't deserve more than you are? And it's not a conscious thing either. You know? No, it isn't. And, and these behaviours are never conscious because, mm. like, let's say we use, and this is probably going to be controversial, let's say we use the lip filler and the eyebrows and all that sort of stuff that is really, really rife in the world at the moment, mm. Right. This is going to be controversial and it's not named at anyone specifically, right? Men, on the whole, if you put a poll out in the world, most of them don't find it attractive, right? So the fake actually, look, you mean? Yeah. Hate it. And, 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 you know, there's no judgment in that. It's, it's just part opinion. Of our, but it's part of our culture, right? Mm. So our culture is now, we need to edit ourselves to form this one specific model of what we think somebody should look like. And every, like, like you said, you go through Tinder or Bumble or whatever it is you're going through, the same, the same, the same, they the, look same, the same, the same, the, the same, same filter. The same. And, <laughs> and, look, and, yeah, and I get it because, and please, again, there's no judgment in this, but why are, why are women spending time and money and effort attempting to change how they look like I understand if you want, you know, you want a little bit to your lips or you want to do your teeth a bit or you've, you've had mm. really little boobs forever and you want bigger boobs. Like that's mm. fine. Mm. Yeah. But if you're getting an adjustment all the time and you're getting this and getting that, and then all of a sudden, like there's people that you go to school with and you see them now and you're like, what happened? <laughs> and you don't mean it in a mean way, but like mm. you never looked like this. In fact, you were the most naturally beautiful person I've ever it's seen. Sad. Why do you look like and this? And a lot of that again is self-worth. Again, it is. It's like, okay, I feel crap about myself. I'm going to change the external. It's like, no, no, 
you're looking in the wrong place again. Yeah. It's in here. Mm. It's there. That's what you need to fix. And it's like, everybody, I don't understand. Nobody gets this. You know, okay, remove the filters. This is this is the whole point I said about shining the light. Okay, remove the filters. Remove all of the fucking shit you put in your face. You know, okay, if you're doing it to a an healthy degree and it's not even noticeable, I can accept that. But if it's massively noticeable and it's regular and it's consistent and you're using filters and you're using this and that and like there's so much change. It isn't a picture of you. It's not you anymore. It's a picture of a painting of you on your face. Still, if you're still unhappy, you need to fucking stop. You need to fucking stop because you are just making it worse. I want to draw a distinction though. On a night out, if you go out, you'll meet a beautiful girl and she's got, you know, a face of makeup on. She looks got a great dress mm-hmm. on. She looks beautiful, right? That's fine. Yeah. I saw a girl in the gym this morning. It must have been five o'clock in the morning. Full makeup. Full makeup. And I'm oh. like, it, like oh, the, what I felt was like. Sorry from. Yeah, no, it's not sorry from because that's, that's condescending. It's sort of like mm. compassion. Like, mm. I couldn't be bothered to do that in the morning just to go out. But then I know yeah, how it feels. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to make sure my hair looks all right. It's I don't sad, like the camera it? angle. Like, we, we all go through it. I don't like the camera angles on the podcast. I'm looking through things <laughs> critically because I'm like, oh, my neck and my pelican neck. <laughs> You know, and I spend time trying to get in shape because I'm not comfortable in who I am. Yeah. Yeah, but me treating myself healthy and well, like it, like I feel like we're getting on a real judgy part of the, the no, conversation go here. For it. Like, let's say um, the world has now dis- described it okay to be fat fake. and fake mm. and whatever, right? So then what you start doing is you tick off these boxes. Yeah, and then it's like, you're judging me for being this way. That's fine. I'm not judging you for being this way. Mm. If you want to be that way, that's fine. Mm. But don't tell me what I should think about what I do in my life, which Mm. is to be in shape Mm. and to be healthy and to treat myself well (laughs) and to fight for something. If you're just going around and covering everything up with these little temporary plasters, Mm. you're going to end up in a really sore situation. Yeah, there's something powerful about working on yourself physically because uh, it, it also improves the mental side as well. So I think everybody should be in shape to a certain degree. But I think there's 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 different levels, isn't there? There's different levels of, you know, like you said, the less than 10% and all of that extremity to it. That's hard work, man. But then so, so I think unless you're doing it for Unless you're doing that for a career, I don't understand the point. I for, don't get like, it. For me, there's a sense of achievement in it because putting on makeup isn't hard to do. Yeah, no, but, I, but getting, I feel getting that, shredded is hard to get. I, I think the being, I don't think there's more, I don't think there's more reward in going to that level than there would be for just staying in really good shape, regularly at the gym. Can I bring Stuart into this? Okay, Stu, go. Stu, <laughs> do you think this conversation's getting a bit judgy? No. You don't? No. Okay. Just wanted an outside perspective on it no. because no, no, no. I, I, think, I think you need to give your you need to give your opinions on it. Sure. And everyone else can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I I, I know, it's great. Um I just feel sometimes like even saying these things, right? It's clumsy and it could seem ridiculous, but you know, we're probably gonna get a lot of bad feedback from this, and it's probably gonna be the video that blows up because we're talking about controversial things. I believe the whole planet is stuck in this cycle of I want to be somebody else, I want to do something else. Mm. Okay, but don't don't let yourself down. And try and be something you're not because it hurts. You know, you see these people with this 
amount of filler in their face. It's uncomfortable amounts of filler in their face and Botox and this and that. I'm like, mm. we all know <laughs> we don't like it. Please stop because <laughs> it's not good for you or for us. Mm. It's bro. It's it, it embodies like, okay, put it this way. Imagine I came in here next week. Yeah. And I had all my Botox done. <laughs> right. I had cheek filler. Yeah, because I was worried about the lines in my cheek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd had my fucking eyebrows tattooed on. I'd had beard implants, hair implants. I'd fucking had every version of like editing. Bear in mind, I appreciate that one or two of those things done tastefully is fine. Mm. When you've completely edited your own face through thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of surgery, it's like, I would send you packing. I would say, Liam, you are not well. You need to get help, and I'm sorry you're off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're sad. Because look, I, there's no way we're posting any of that. It's supposed to be unfiltered. Yeah, but it, 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 the, the, it's not the judgment side of it. Like I know people have had hair pl- implants. Like fair play. Yeah, but I know but people. That, boredness is so depressing. It's yeah, so sad. It's so so, shit. Yeah, that's that's totally. But different. all you're doing is bringing your hair back to, to where it was. It was yeah. yeah. But what we're not doing is like I tell you what we'll do. We'll bring your fucking hair down to here. <laughs> To meet your eyebrows. That's the equivalent, you, right? It's the equivalent. And like, it's like, you know what I mean? You, 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 let's say you add a bit of hair into your beard because it's been a bit fluffy there. Like, fine. Yeah? But what? what don't start covering your entire <laughs> face in hair because well, I've got one, one more than everyone else. Yeah? yeah and then right. I've got my forehead Botox. So I look like a werewolf. And like... Yeah. What do, I, I struggle to understand the, the concept of... Why do I feel the way I feel about my body? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why do I feel like I need to put so much effort in to lose weight and be something different versus like I could just go and pay, have all new teeth, mm-hmm. like the things I'm insecure about. Yeah. I, I want my teeth done and I want um, my, I want, I want to be lean. Right. Mm-hmm. So the way that I'm going to treat that actually is I've been to the dentist, I'm focusing on a, a 12 to 18 month course of, just making sure my gums are healthy, making sure that my teeth are in in line and then like just touch up little bits. I'm not going to go and get the whole lot replaced because I feel like I don't want to do that Mm. because that's what I did want to do, but I'm actually not afraid to play the long game now. Mm. I don't, I want to be in shape, right? Mm. Because of how I feel about my body, Mm. but then I'm not going to go and get liposuction and fucking, I'm not going to have fake abs put in. What I'll do is I'll do the work, I'll do the diet, and at the end of it, I've fucking earned it. I've not had to work overtime for the last fucking nine months, so I've saved enough to fly to Turkey to have my fucking hips sucked out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it's different. I, I can't really understand the whole gym thing because I, I, I'm lucky and fortunate that I don't really ever put on any weight. You've got a six-pack all the time. It fucks me <laughs> off. <laughs> but at the same time, I do think if I did start to put on weight, I would 100% go to the gym, but I don't think I'd ever want to go to the level where it was such a, it was like a job, unless well, it was a job, but I, I, unless it is a job. I, do you know what? For me, part of my process in the morning is I get up and I go to the gym, I put my headphones on, and, and I, will, I will say this to the camera, if anybody goes to my gym and they see me in the gym and they see me with my headphones in, you can put in the comments if you've seen me dancing around the gym because I literally do it every day because part of my process is I like to enjoy the music I listen to because everyone thinks it's mental. I enjoy it. I listen to it. I train. I get ready for work and I've had two hours to myself. 
before I've even done anything else. I don't think there'll be many comments, mate, because not many people go to the gym at four o'clock in the fucking morning. And nobody's watching YouTube <laughs> at the moment. Please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, nah, it's... There, there is the external is I think an important part of self worth as well as long as it's not entirely hinged on it. I think I think it's I, I feel like um, if you if you're saying to yourself I can't feel happy unless I have oh, it's a hard one to articulate. it's hard isn't it so like my opinion this is a very opinionated thing I think the, if you're aiming for that really insane level of um, fitness that you have have achieved before. Mm. I think there's too much self-worth wrapped up in that. I think if you're aiming for, I go to the gym five times a week and I look sick and I eat well, I think that's not a self-worth thing. That's a mindset thing. That's a healthy thing. It's a healthy goal. I think it's an unhealthy goal to try and achieve that less than 10% thing because it's, you know, you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning every day. But again, this is opinion on my own perspective in it because you know, if you ask Mark Wahlberg, that guy gets up at four o'clock every day, any day. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, right? So this morning I got up at 4am because I knew that, that look, I, like such a big thing happened to me yesterday. It was massive what happened. You know, I, I, I got up and I was like, right, I need to face A, how I'm feeling. Mm. B, I need to go and do my bits for me. And I need to just crack on with my day because what, I, what the people have the propensity to go through something difficult go out on a binge or sit in and eat crap all night and then watch how they feel in the morning. They're getting up an half a half an hour before work. They're not doing anything for themselves. They're going straight to sit in their office. They're going to sit there until bloody six o'clock at night. They're going to be mind boggled. They're going to go home and they're not going to feel any different than they did when they woke up other than more than more tired, more stressed out, more painful. So if I get up a couple of hours early mm. and I go and do two hours for myself, Right, mm. I haven't been told what to do, where to go, how to be, what to do. Mm. Any of those horrible things that I don't like. Do you think now you've got the freedom with your new job, career, business? Yeah. That you're going to still do the 4am? Um, well, I don't really need to because, you know, having the freedom of, yes. you know, owning my own business. That's what I like to but hear. No, but I did that because it, I needed to tuck it in before work. And yeah, if yeah. I try and do it after work, just mm. don't, I won't ever do it. Mm -hmm. So now I have my own company. I can get up in the morning... Yeah. At my own leisure. Yeah, yeah. Not that I will, but I'll still get up early because that's what I like to do. And I'll still train, but I'll I, I can go Maybe to half work. five or six. Well, no, I can I can go to gym for six. I can train till eight. But if I want to do half an hour of stairs, I haven't got to ring anybody. I haven't got to be anywhere yeah. at a specific time. I haven't got to put a uniform on. If I wanted to go and stand behind my desk in my gym kit, I can do that. Yeah. If I want to, you know, pick up the phone and do a deal in my gym kit, I can do that. Yeah. So. Really, it's what I said to you, isn't it? It's about the freedom, it's, it's not it's about the money. Never, it's never about the income. I mean, that's going to be a really nice element of it, mm. but it, it's 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 about the freedom, man. I don't. I've never been. I've never done well with being told. Yeah. Oh, for authority. I hate. I've hated it since I was six. Don't, don't. <laughs> because of my primary caregivers. Yeah. <laughs> so I hated them. <laughs> but, you know. I, I've, I've all I've I've found myself recently in a career in a job with surrounded by people that I adored, mm. but the company grew so quick, and then the dynamics changed, mm. and that had to happen. But for me, the dynamics with them were like, oh, I don't. I, you, I can the you can work in the best place with the best people, but ultimately, if you're not entrepreneurial, it's never going to fulfil that part. Never of you. does it. No, like I've yeah. always been an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had ideas. I've always tried businesses. Like. 
you know, 2016, I wrote a book. We did a video. Like I, I had a coaching business. I've had a burger van. I've had, I've worked in car dealerships. I've had social media businesses. I've had, um, like I've just tried so much stuff, network marketing, all of the things, crypto, I've done it all. Yeah. Mm. And what I've realized is actually I have a unique set of skills. Most of those things surrounding communicating and sales. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's find something that's um, a relatively good uh, income generating skill to take to a good income generating company and earn. And now I've developed the skills. It's like, right, well, now let's, shift i've found a gap in the market let's let's play with that yeah, and it's like i think it's it gonna, makes sense you found the thing that you're you're going to be good at you mm -hmm. know you're going to be amazing at it and now you're going to be doing it for yourself yeah well it, it i i love i love my life at the moment and like you know the challenge like so you know what i went through yesterday the challenge it's like mm. everyone's like oh my god i'm so sorry and this and that i'm like i'm absolutely ps i'm fine mm. Because, well, because you, it I've kind been of was your plan anyway. Yeah, but no, but I've been through this so many times. Mm. I, I kind of want that bit edited out. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been through these painful moments so many times. How many times do you think I've been out of work? How mm. many times do you think I've lost a relationship? How many times do you think I've lost myself? How many times do you think I've, like, had no money? Mm. Mm. Hundreds. Yeah. So I don't, it doesn't phase me anymore. But if somebody has always had money, the first time ever, they've never had money, mm. watch them panic. Um, yeah, I've been in that situation. Um, I'm a bit of a weird one. My brother hates me for this. He's like, you never, you never seem to worry about anything. With the guy, like, I was running out of money rapid. <laughs> and like the end was looming, looming near. And I was just, and he was like, why are you not bothered? <laughs> I was like, something will turn up. <laughs> Lo and behold, and um, and um, inevitably it did. So they're live, and it, yeah, just oh, do you know, actually, do you know what it was? I always trust myself to when I apply for when. Basically, I wasn't applying myself, and that's why everything was shit was hitting the fan. And I just knew the minute that I decided to try, I would always do well because I I'd never failed. Yeah. I've never failed when I've really tried at something, apart from addiction really <laughs> stopping drugs yeah yeah but still you got there in the end um again even that though i didn't really try until when i was the second time i went to rehab and i got it you know i, I didn't want to stop any time before that but when i've really applied myself to try and do anything that i've really wanted to do i've always done well so it was when i've so i've never really worried too much about something turning up for work or money running out you know because I've, I've always I've, I've had some good luck as well. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I've had inheritance when I was just about to lose everything and I've just had inheritance come through that managed to keep me above water and kept me going. <laughs> you really? know, yeah, like my nan saved me even from her grave, bless her. She's brilliant. Yes. And my granddad did the same. Um, so yeah, just as everything was about to go, you know, those situations saved me a little bit. So I have been fortunate too and my brother gets annoyed about that. <laughs> He's like, oh, he's so lucky. But it, Typical it, Zach. It, yeah, but I, so a lot of people in my life say the same thing about me. It's like every, like all the fucking horrible shit that I've been through and every single time I always talk about it. Do you know, like when a gymnast comes off a pole vault and mm. they land like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You're falling out of a building going like that and you're yeah. like, Ta -da! I just, <laughs> yeah. every single time and it's like, I'm screaming all the way down. I'm like, oh, I did it. I did it. So that I was faking. Finessed it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of always been the run of my life. So, I've, yeah, I've never really worried when it comes to money. But 
I think the difference between now and my situation before when I've had money and, and now is that I'm just happy in myself. So, and I never put, money was never my priority. Never. My priority were like this, Zach, Archie. That was it. Then relationship, then money. Mm. See, my, my, my priority has been, oh, this is a tough one. Because my priority has been relationship, me, kids, mm, money, kids. Yeah. Like, because, like, and one thing that I sort of want to touch on is like understanding yourself, right? And understanding what you're about and who you are is not, doesn't make you a bad person, right? What, what makes you a, a bad person? It's not even a bad person. So I'll, I'll rephrase it, right? I love my children. Mm. I love them dearly. But I have a different style of parenting, a different type of parenting, a different type of, like, desire in myself rather than, like, be there and do all the colouring all the time and do all the colouring in and the talking and the playing and the rolling around on the floor and the, the plushing on the swings. Like, we'll do all of that on a smaller scale mm. because I'm about to build something for them. So Because for me, this is what's important, right? And it's probably going to be a bit controversial. But one day I want them to walk up to me and say, I don't actually know what I want to do in my life. I have no idea where I'm going, what I'm going to do. Um, But... I know you've done some stuff. Like, can you help me? Mm. And I'd be able to say, yeah, a hundred percent. Cause I've wrestled with that beast. Mm. I've gone through that process in order to learn. So when they come to me, a, because I've, I want to provide them a good life, good existence. But if they come out like that, yes, they need me for that. But mm. when they come over to me and they say, dad, I don't know what I want to be. I can say, oh, fuck, I can help. Mm. Not only financially, but I can help emotionally. I can help spiritually. I can teach them because I've overcome all the shit. Every time I've ever gone to to um, to seek help, I've always been met with the same noise or the same challenge or the same attitude towards it. And that's not encouragement. That's not understanding the world as it is. That's understanding the world from your narrow version of an opinion. Mm. Yeah? Like... If I'm doing what you're doing, you definitely know more than me. But if mm. I'm not doing what you're doing, you don't know anything about what I'm doing. Mm. Unless you understand the emotional nature behind it. Mm. Like You don't know my job. You don't know my industry. But I can tell you how I feel about it and you'll understand me. Yeah. Yeah. But if I tell you about the logistics of the job and then say, can you do it? You'll be like, absolutely no way. There's mm. no way that you could know. No, not off the bat. Give me two days, I can do it. Yeah, but... <laughs> but, like, but that's because I do sales. Well, yeah, but if I said to you, okay, right, um, here's a trowel, here's a load of bricks. Oh, yeah. Here's some drawings. Now, okay, yeah, now you're talking the language you were meant. Cause yeah, you, yeah. Because I meant that as in, yeah, you're talking about a sales job, or if I knew the logistics of it, give me a... Give me a two-pager yeah, and I'll get that. But if you tell me, if you give me a piece of paper with some instructions on how to build a brick wall, that brick wall is going to be fucked. Yeah, it's not going to come out right. It's, it's not, not going to be straight. It's, going, it's not going to hold. It's going to fall apart. Every time. Every a time. cat will walk on it and die. You know what I mean? Massive accident with a poor cat. Like, what happened? It's a cat. Zach tried to build a wall. How is there more cement on the cat than the bricks? Um, you know what I mean? I, I, I think... Where 
people can find things difficult is that, you know, when challenges arise and, the, and there's things to do, we back away from them and we don't present the knowledge that we think would work in that situation in a way that is understood by yourself. Because sometimes you think your ego will tell you, I know what I'm doing here. Yeah, your ego always tells you that. I know what I'm doing here. I can do this myself. I think one of the biggest things I've grown in the last couple of months, especially, is not listening to my ego and not letting my ego be so dominant about the way I speak, the way I communicate people. The wanting to be right all the time um, is a really big problem of mine. And Wanting to, to be right all the time is a problem of yours. Yeah, 100%. It is wanting to be right or thinking that I'm right that, all the time. I, w- I would agree, but I also would say, and please don't get a big head off this. <laughs> Oh my God, I fucking regret this. <laughs> you are really smart. Okay. You are very smart. Okay. You are articulate. Right. So you can put your point across really well. Yeah. So I sound right a lot of the but time, even when I might not be. sound right, but you're, you're fucking convincing. <laughs> yeah. So. It's to myself though as but, well. But, but me and you, because we're both in sales, because we're both articulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an we we have a conversation about something. We can sell each other the idea yeah, well yeah, enough yeah. for the minds to change. Yeah, to, well, to consider, to, to consider. consider yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what it is. It might be that when I'm talking to someone, I can I can convince them that they were wrong, even if they were right. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> and then I walk away. But the thing is, what I'd like to think about myself is if I did do that, that I would come back and say, do you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong about it that. It might take you three to five months. Possibly. <laughs> I would need the evidence to play yeah, that yeah. <laughs> But then, do you know what? It, it, and the way that I'd liken it is like, let's say me and you get into um, a a long debate about something. It's like two black belts in jiu-jitsu going to have a fight, going to have a little roll. Mm. One mistake and the other one's got caught up and then you, you've, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas if you get in with a blue belt or a bloody brand new belt, whatever that is, you know, they're going to be wrap them, wrap them up in minutes. It'll be done. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, sometimes, sometimes in in conversation, um, when you understand how to how to uh, lead a conversation um, and ask the right questions, because all selling is asking questions, isn't it? It's mm. like it's asking the right questions. Mm. They'll tell you what they need. Mm. Yeah, you then understand the pathway to the solution mm. and you explain the solution in a, in an articulate and beautiful way whilst pointing out how many times it's going to solve the problem with as little effort and in- input as possible. And you get, always get the same outcome. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. What I've started doing in conversation, because obviously what I'm doing at the moment, a lot with either yourself or whoever, when I'm trying to sway their opinion about something they're doing into another direction that triggers them. I'm trying now to, one, do that less because it's a lot of energy. But two, when I am feeling the need to do it is to ask them questions, ask you questions or ask them questions that hopefully will get them to a place where they go, oh, I need to think about that. And then it's their idea. You know, they've got there. I've asked them questions and they've come out with the answer as opposed to me going, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. Or then, that, that's probably not going to work out for you. The questions you ask have to come from a genuinely inquisitive place. Yeah, yeah. And not because yeah, yeah. when you flavour the question with a, like, well, what about this then? What about that then? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You kind yeah, of end yeah, up yeah. in a position where you're, the, 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 just the tonality is getting their back up. But if you said to me, 
like I'm, I guess I'm struggling to understand with this element of it. Can you help me understand what would happen if this happened? Yeah. And then, you know, or you've actually you... posed it in such a lovely way that they're going to open up to you. They'll answer the question and then you go, well, okay, would, would that not mean that then I could be wrong? Would that not mean that this is better? I'll give you an example. I think when I, I worked with you on something the other day and I said to you, instead of going... I think that that's probably wrong what you're doing or what I think what you said is, is not accurate. I said to you, um, do you think it's possible that that might not work? As opposed to going, I don't think that's going to work. I asked you the question, do you think it's possible that this happened instead of what you just said? And then you, um, and, and I was like, listening to myself, I was like, yes, that's the way to ask it in a way that he's going to think about it. He's going to take on board. He's going to ask himself the question and then he's going to come out with a different answer. And you did. And I was like, Okay, because you know, obviously you and I have been working on or you've been communicating to me with me about how I'm delivering certain really sensitive subjects in a, in a very un, insensitive way mm -hmm. um, because I'm being very logical about something and instead of an emotional situation. So my solution to that now has been to ask questions like that. And it's so yeah. far it's worked, I think, a lot better and you've been a lot less prickly around. Yeah, because my, there's two, the way I there's deliver things. very much only two things to consider in any conversation, Yeah. It's neutral language. Mm. That's tonality. Mm. Yeah, because if think you're saying like I don't, I could be wrong, and maybe this, but perhaps yeah, this yeah, and yeah. that. That's it. That's what yeah. I changed. That's neutral. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. say, and, and because because when you when if you even have the micro tones where you frowning slightly, and you like you tilt your head, mm. or you, you you're telling that person you're coming from a place of judgment. Mm. But if you have the the same soft, compassionate eyes, you even look a bit loving. Mm. You know, like. I, I guess I could be wrong, but I, can you help me understand this part? I didn't really understand yeah. it. Um, and I do want to understand it a bit better. So can you just help me understand that bit a bit better? Can you help just explain more about that? Yeah. You know, they're going to go into that bit because they're going to feel like heard and understood. You can paraphrase it a bit. You know, I think this ties well into the self-worth thing as well, doesn't it? Because you need to have friends that you can do this with to become better. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you've said these things to me, I haven't gone, fuck him. I haven't gone, oh, he's a prick for telling me I'm, I'm being a dickhead. He just doesn't want to hear what I've got to say. It might be the first thought I had. And I know that, that um, I've walked away from certain conversations thinking I could have said that better. And why am I not getting the result that I want out of these conversations? Because I think I'm right. And I think a lot of the time what I'm saying is right. But it's been delivered in such a way that's... It, when it's someone's ego as well, and when it's a, when it's something that's been living in their subconscious, and I'm trying to draw it out for them, it's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable and for it, everyone. And, yeah, and it has, and it, not not to say that it shouldn't be, to say that it is uncomfortable. And if it's been delivered in a sharp, harsh way, the immediate reaction is to defend yourself and be argumentative, or to get upset, or to be. Um, dis to disagree. To disagree. Well, so like. I you know that that side of things for me is neither here nor there so much, but the the whole situation for me around any discussion that is uncomfortable mm. is the ability to halt yourself, listen first, mm. right? Let listen. If you don't truly understand, ask another question to help you understand what you are not understanding because. When you start to like, it's, it's like seeing the woods through the trees. You know what I mean? When 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 we speak, I always will speak, and I'll preface it. I love you. I want to help this mm. situation, which mm. both of us are in. How can we get past that? 
when two people get too stuck in that, all you're going to do is be whacking heads against each other and you'll go away and you'll think about it. You'll both fizz on it. You'll come back. Not, yeah. not necessarily just you as one, mm. like two people. Any yeah, two people, any, any they go situation. away, fizz about it. They come back together and they're banging heads again. It's like, yeah, I think because I did it with you as well, didn't I? And I walked away and I was like, I need to think about this. I need to, I need to, you know, and I've been right. This is journaling as well. I haven't even know, but put that into the thing I've been doing every day, journaling as well. Um, but, you know, one of the things I always write is what I didn't like about myself that day. What I did wasn't proud of, you know. And so when we've had some difficult conversations and you felt uncomfortable or, or felt um, unheard or like I wasn't being very kind in what I was delivering, I've, I've written that down. I've written that down. I didn't like how I was. And when I delivered this and I'm still finding it difficult to deliver things in a way that can be received. And tomorrow I'm going to do this better. And tomorrow I'm going to deliver this with love. Tomorrow I'm going to deliver this with more empathy. Tomorrow I'm going to deliver this with a little bit more compassion, a little bit more kindness, a little bit more patience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do that every day. Do you know what I mean? So these are the, these are the other things that I think, again, all this is just wrapped into self-worth, every little bit of it. But it's, it's about having those friendships as well and the ability to, to listen to the people around you and acknowledge that if they're saying hard truths to you, that they love you and it's hard for them to say those. It's as hard as it is for you to hear. It's as hard as them for them to say it. You know, I think it's, it's not nice to have to acknowledge never. your friends, your friends' shortcomings and, and, and let them know that actually you disagree with something they're doing fundamentally on a lot of levels. Um, you can, but you, and this is the other thing you can disagree with what they're doing and say, I disagree with what you're doing, but you can also say, go and do it. You know, go do that. Yeah. And I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not going to sit here and say, well done. I'm well, not going to Do you know what? I think you. sometimes when that, that situation comes up where it's like, I think you're doing wrong and they don't think they're doing wrong or like, let's say you were doing something wrong and I thought and I thought you were doing something wrong, but you didn't thought you think you were doing something wrong. Mm. Like, it's how I deliver it. Yeah, Every yeah, single yeah. time, it's only ever how I deliver it. Like, look, maybe this is coming up like I, I, this is how I feel about it, and there's mm. no judgment on you. This is like it's because I'm concerned about you. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, when when we lay all of that stuff to bed, it becomes so difficult to communicate with anyone. Mm. Like, like for a long time, me and my dad had a really tricky way of communicating, and it's because of years of resentment mm. that my wick, my fuse was so short. Oh, yeah. So then you, I haven't got the patience or the capacity to step away and go. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? All of that work that you're doing goes out the window with one particular person. So an emotion and a feeling or a reaction is like when a, tra a, tra a tractor pulls up at the, the edge of the field and it drives through and it keeps driving the same track over and over again. The farmer takes the same route to the same place, yeah? Mm. After a little while, the farmer can park the tractor in the ruts that he's created, just put his foot down and the tractor will go down the lines, right? That's like our behaviour, that's like our action, actions, our attitudes, right? Mm. It will always take the same path. But a one degree turn of that steering wheel, mm. yeah? And you're going to end up in a completely different place. It's a one degree shift. Mm. You don't need to turn it 180. You don't need a big turn, a one degree shift, and you will end in a completely different space. It's going to be difficult getting over those ruts mm. initially, you know? If the turn's not big enough, it's not going to go. Mm. You'll just end up going back in. But just a, enough of a turn to put you on a different path, you can start to make new ruts. And it's knowing at the start of the process, every time you pull up at the edge of the field, taking that little turn. Taking the little turn. Yeah, I think it's 
it's important that we surround yourselves with people that are willing to do that as well though isn't it it's important we should all do it yeah. all of us everyone in the world or every, everyone in the world anybody that's got a relationship with anyone if things are going wrong you can't tell them go away like this is the thing if you've got something going wrong with a relationship with someone in your life and it's repeating you can only go away and look at you yeah. they can only go away and look at them but if you keep going back to that thing mm. and it's painful like I've got a friend going through some really serious stuff at the moment and I'm watching it all unfurl and it's horrible to watch. Mm. But you start to know the notice the characteristics and the behaviours of the ones doing the behaviour. Mm. And you're like, this is becoming clearer and clearer as time goes on. That it's and actually then, you. Yeah, because, <laughs> it's actually that person that's the problem. Yeah, and you go, oh, so like, let's say we remove this. Mm. Problem's gone. Mm-hmm. So then as long as you're always reviewing yourself, yeah, I you're think, only ever going to win. I think that's a, a difficulty I have as well in, in if I'm communicating with people. I don't give anyone my energy if they're not willing to acknowledge themselves. If they're, not, if they're sitting there ranting and ranting about, oh, they did this and she did that and he did this and she did that. And I'm like, what was your part? So what did say. you do? Yeah, don't sit here and slag them off. Because there's two parts to this. And I'm, I'm your friend. If if you want me to be your friend, sorry, then I want to know what you did. Just fucking, I will not, I will help you and support you and help you grow and change that behaviour yeah. if you're willing to tell me. But if you're not willing to tell me, then I'm not going to listen. Here's the best one. Right, it's my favourite. How were you triggered? Mm. What triggered you? Because if you're, like, if, if I said to you, you're, you're a lazy loser... Yeah. And you know you're not a lazy loser. Mm. Don't give a shit. At all. <laughs> right? But if somebody says something to you and you go... Oh, I said this to you the other day, didn't I? Do you remember I said to you, I said, is it because of what they're saying or is it because of who's saying it? And you said, it's what they're saying. I said, it's what they're saying. And then I said, does, okay, so does part of you unconsciously believe that's true? And then you were like, yeah, fuck. Well, that's when, you know, I've had two people now in my life call me a fraud. Mm. You know, because I know you as different. Okay, mm. well, you don't know me. Mm. You don't know who I am. Mm. You know, I am this everywhere. But you got a version of me that I can't be this. Mm. Because you won't accept me as this or you don't like me as this or mm. when I am like this, it's challenging for you, it's triggering for you. you know it what could mean? even be that you're trying to be something more than what you were and how do they know that if, if that's the case, then why are you trying to say that you're not that? Why is that, but not, the, why is that not good? The biggest point was... It hurt, didn't it? Because, well, actually, and this is a, re I think this is a really important thing to talk about. When we talk about being defensive, if somebody says something to me now, I try and sit neutral. I never polarise to one side or the other. I, I'll try and sit neutral because I like, that means I'm being antithetical. I'm thinking, it can, am I wrong? Where am I wrong? What am I doing wrong? Mm. And then I'm also going, right, well, what am I doing right? And I can draw a conclusion from the truth mm. rather than going polarised like I'm definitely doing it right mm. I'm definitely wrong I will, I will always say when, I'm going to look at that in the middle of that until I can give myself the evidence and I looked at the bits of my, me where, where the per, what the person said I went away and looked at the, the bits of me that I believed to be accurate from what they were saying mm. and I was like okay well I'll deal with that mm. and it, it's not, that's nothing to do with my, my character. Mm. That is a logistical outside issue. That is something that is happening on the outside of me that just needs repairing. Like you can't, if this wall here was fucked, 
dented and fucking hanging apart and plaster hanging over. I'm not going to judge you on your wall. I'll judge you on the fact that you've not fixed it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think um, if anybody says something to you that makes you feel really shit, I think it's worth understanding why. Why it made you feel shit or Mm. why they said it. No, why it made you feel shit. Because generally, if you're feeling pretty strong within yourself, I mean, I can't think there's much that anybody could say to me right now that would upset me. I don't think there's anything that would trigger me um, apart from saying that I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Like, um, I've never, I've never said that to you. But sometimes I'm like, I oh, know the button's there. <laughs> um, no, I think um, yeah. If somebody says something to you that makes you feel worthless, maybe is the better way to phrase it. If makes it, it triggers something in in deep self worth mode in terms of you feel something about what they said was true. Or even if you don't acknowledge that subconsciously, if subconsciously for some reason it sits really badly with you, I think that means at some level you believe what they said. But it also means at some level, even if you don't believe what they said, that that, that you care more about what other th- others think about There's you. There's that too, yeah. Yeah, because like... Well, that means your self-worth is wrapped up in them, well, in, in, these, in people's opinions. Yeah, but that means your self-worth, if it's challenged by the opinions of others, your job immediately in your head is, I've got to fix that opinion now. Mm. And that means I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, like, let's say you said I'm a fucking prick. Yeah, I've then got to think like, what do you mean? If I if I reacted like this, what do you mean I'm a prick? Well, you've done this, this, and this. No, I haven't. And I get all defensive. I've got to then justify to you why I think <coughs> that I'm right. But if I've not done anything, it's like, oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Sound. Can yeah. you help me understand why you think that? Yeah, yeah. You know Explain I mean? to me why I'm a prick. Yeah, what you, have I done? No, just specifically. Like, and and again, if you can the give me real, if you could give me a real cause, then I'll I'll be like, oh, actually, do you know what? Fair enough. I have been a bit of a prick. I'm sorry. That <laughs> that there, like, and again, this is where it's sort of enjoy, I enjoy this is the ability to learn. Okay, mm. so like you said something to me. Yeah, you're not harming me. My 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 reaction to it is the harm. Mm. Yeah, no matter if you could say to me, you've got the smallest dick on the planet. And everybody knows it. And I want to send everyone a picture of it, even though there's not a camera small enough ever in the world that would ever be able to take a picture of that tiny thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. You could say that to me. I'd be like, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> no. Please don't send that out. Please. Oh, please. You, you promised me you would keep that in your drawer. No. Um, it, like you could say those things to me, even as harsh as that would have sounded, like, because I know that's not the truth. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. But that's the catalyst, though, isn't it? It's when you think it is. But if... If if if, if you it, genuinely did... But can I then... That would be painful. Here's a point, though. If there was a girl in the room that I really, really liked, and you said that to me, and I was embarrassed about it... Oh, that's interesting for you. Because, yeah, well, not just... That's not just for me, but that's like, let's say... Because all I'm doing is changing the dynamic of the situation. Mm, mm. Because then... What 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 you're altering there is the value structure, because yeah. I don't value the not truth, but I care that she thinks I've got a tiny fucking. I give it, yeah, I so I wouldn't give a shit. Oh no, I wouldn't. I, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> give a shit. You know, I wouldn't give a shit. But somebody might because somebody else is in the room. It's like if you go out for food, like you're t- there's two people in the world. Not there's more than two people, otherwise they'd be fucking boring. No need for a phones. Um. <laughs> um Let's say you go out for dinner, right? You can either be the type of person that, that gets a bit of food on their top and goes, oh, and just leaves it. Yeah. Or you're the type of person that's like, 
Going into the fucking yeah, going into the toilet, trying yeah, to get it off, and like, I wouldn't. I care. can't have people see I me with food care. on my top. You, I mean, like if I saw something, then he goes back to that thing. If I then saw a pretty girl, I would address it immediately. Be like, by the way, I didn't come out with this. <laughs> yeah, this, is my, this is my dinner medal. Yeah, because you've got a goal you got a, in mind. You, no, but you, you 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 address it early on because of the opinion. Like, oh, has he put on yesterday's top? Yeah, I mean... Oh, sorry, I had an accident. I would just, I'd probably just make a joke of it and be like... Yeah. I'm not very good at eating without a bib. Yeah, so that's where... You can see I need a mother, fancy being it. Yeah. <laughs> Love me. Love me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think we've we've wrapped up loads on the self-worth stuff. It's good. I think... I think there's a lot to talk about, though, and, like, sometimes, like, particularly, like, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking back at the podcast and I'm thinking... Did I say some stuff? Did I hurt any feelings? Did I upset anyone? Oh, I don't care about any of that. Well, for me... Because it's a podcast and it's opinions and so you're going to get half the people are going to say they really agree with you and you get half the people are going to tell you it's fucking shit, you're this, you're that, you're in, you know. Like I received that message this long, I'm going, you're there, me, me. 99% of the people loved everything that we produced, but this one person sent me this massive message. I don't even talk to this person and they just felt ob- obligated to send me a long abusive message about... Trigger warning. About opinions and about all this and I was just like I think you just missed me a little bit <laughs> just to wind them up I just I just think that the, the, the dynamics of the world should always be reviewed from a from a, like from a standpoint of like let's try and understand this because at the moment like you've got videos and pictures of Sam Smith dressed up as like I've never seen pictures like it. I don't understand being, what that's all about. But it's I mean, being that glorified. guy's got some serious self worth issues. But it's being <laughs> a bit. He, it, like this is what 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 I find confusing. Right? Is he's embodying who he wants to be, and he's no, putting he's this not, he doesn't know who he no, is. That's like, the privilege. I think. Do you, did you do you really think that what you want to be is rolling around in front of a camera dressed like a fucking wrapped up ham hock? Like it's not nice for no. anyone. The thing is he. It, one of the nice. songs he sang was I'm Just a Man and it's like well now you're saying you're not well, I used to love his music it oh, was he's beautiful brilliant. he's so beautiful it's a shame now really because, but again that's just someone he's he's clearly over, sad over sexualised over sexualised over like undervalued and then over 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 enthusiastic about this new person that he's found himself I don't think he's found anything I don't think I think he's getting further and further away I think Sam Smith has such low self-worth low self-esteem and he's wanted to create this new personality that's interesting and um Topical, topical of today's environment and, and LGBT yeah all of that and a, which it, yeah. I just think is really sad because you know he was he was such a beautiful pop star before that and he lived his life quite privately good on you but now it's like suddenly he needs loads of detention and validation or why? Here's a question, right? Let's say Adele shaved her head, mm. yeah, and started changing her name to Andy. Adele can do no wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I don't know, she... <laughs> but the, the, there would be a really challenging moment for a lot of people like... like you know, okay. Even no, I would no, still, no, no, no. I would still I want to rephrase concerned. that. I'd I still be concerned that. about her well-being if she did that, though. I want to rephrase it. Right. Let, let's take the, that transformation bit off the table. But let's say she was dressing in what Sam Smith was dressing in and was rolling around doing the same stuff. Mm. Because of who she is and how she's reflected herself in the world, yeah, yeah, her yeah. making that pivot would be like, "What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, are I you think doing that's that? why everybody's like that with him now." 
Because he's like, it's like you weren't like this you like two, two two months ago. Turtle you were none of this. Like yeah. nice guy. Now you were, you're yeah. a fisher. Then it's like what's happened. Something's happened in your life, and you're not able to communicate it. And you're now expressing yourself in really strange and bizarre ways because you're perhaps a bit lost. Is my guess. You yeah, know. Yeah. So again, it just that guy could just do some. Fucking therapy, man. <laughs> yeah, but you just sing, man. You're so yeah, good. Yeah, just sing and You're so good. Your <laughs> voice is unbearably good. Uh, and, and and then I think I'm almost a f- I'm like, here's the thing, all right? I can say this now and it's probably going to be offensive, yeah? But I can't be offended by what you're doing. Yes. Oh, wow. Very good point. Very so good you, point. For me I'm not saying, allowed to give my opinion, but you're allowed to but do you're whatever allowed you to want. Express exactly how you, you want to be yeah. in the world, and I can't that is say anything. Brilliant. That is so brilliant. It makes because, no sense. Yeah, they're allowed to do things that we find offensive, but yet because they're expressing themselves, it's fine. We're now expressing ourselves on an opinion that we have, and yet we would be judged massively for having that. Oh opinion. my god! How can you say something so offensive? And it's very hypersensitive group. Yeah, it's like we're gets so very sing- snappy, very. We're so singled this. out, and we're different. Like fine. But there is a big group of you that are different. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what you want to do. That's who you want to be. But then if stand in that power, but don't do not make everybody else have to witness what you're doing. Yeah, like, I, I think because that's what it's become. That that there, right? Like if let's say if me and you had a weird little fetish and I wanted to dress up like what Sam Smith was doing, that would be done behind closed doors. Fine. People might, yeah. Fine. And don't enjoy it. Fine. Love it. But there are people. There are children, there are young individuals, they're watching that on the TV and they're going, yeah, I'm, I'm, quite, well, I'm quite fancy dressing up like a bloody lamb. Look at all the attention he's getting. Oh, I fancy some of that. Yeah, but it's just this publicity about softening men, softening softening the community down. Everything has to be neutral and passive and like, I just don't agree with all of that. I no. think, you know what, walk your path, yeah? But like, like I don't go running around st- Scream my mouth off to every person I ever come across and say, you need to do this, you need to do this. It's the first time I've had like a, an opinion on this sort of stuff. I try and stay in the middle, but there's some times where I'm just like, this this doesn't make sense to me as part of a new part of our population. This is new. This is a less than this many years old. It's a handful of years ago. It's a strange one because I get it from his side as well, trying to play your card being neutral. Like As far as he's concerned, he's just expressing his art. And it's like, the problem we've all got is because, like you said, we all see him in a certain way. We've understood him as that way for mm. the last 10 years or so. And it's like, you're now, what's the, explain this change to us. Really, he doesn't need to. He can just do whatever he wants, but it's almost like you kind of have to accept the backlash you're going to get on doing something so controversial and so strange. Well, we're going to get backlash on this conversation. Yeah, of course. But it's like, I don't care. I'm, like, I'm not really that bothered. But he's now on TV moaning about the backlash. You know, he's now having interviews where he's getting, on. oh, people are abusing me in the street. It's like, well, unfortunately, the, the direction you decide to head to comes with that territory. That's what you've, you know, and I know it shouldn't, but you need to be accepting of the fact that that's what that territory is going to bring. It comes with yeah, it. Yeah, and, no, so, no. and whether that's right or wrong, is it's kind of irrelevant. It's the way that it's going to happen. And you knew that. So but you went into it thinking that everybody should just accept you and everybody should be really kind to you. And it's like, unfortunately, that's not the world. The world there's going to be half the people that will be really supportive about what you're doing, but there's also going to be half the people that fucking hate it. And you can't go, I don't want to hear all the negative stuff. I only want to hear the good stuff. 
off. It's like, no. That's affirming what you think is the right way when most people are going to tell you that what you're doing on paper and in ethics isn't morally right. Hmm. What Like, go and get a group of people that believe that that's right. Get in a room. (laughs) Yeah? And have fun with them. Dress up (laughs) in whatever you fucking want. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be be publicised. I don't want to see you slut dropping with your arse out. It's just unnecessary at four o'clock on an afternoon. If I got dressed up like that and I went down to Tesco's and I was doing that, because that's a public forum. Yeah. That's that's the indecent exposure. Okay, well, and he's I tell you he's what, plastering on on actual uh, telly. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's going, "Oh my god, look at what Fair he's enough doing. if you dedicated it to a channel specifically for things like that so yeah. that then selectively then people can go and watch it with a restricted access exactly. to age like oh, right, so yeah, what we've just established, Sam Smith only fans. Yeah. Do it alone. Yeah, fine. If, that's if you it, want to go and do that, yeah, that's let, fine. Let, let people who have that taste go to watch that in a secure environment, not slam it down the throat of the world and expect everybody to be fine. At 3pm on a Sunday afternoon on bloody Top of the Pops or whatever. Yeah, it is, no, so. it's ridiculous. It you know what I mean? It's but, like, yeah, anyway. I think we're nearly wrapping up. There's one thing I wanted to ask you before we finish on the self-worth thing. You know, I said about my, my priority order is always going to be this now. You know, me, Archie, and then you know, whatever, maybe relationship, maybe work, they can go up and down. But that's that's been my priority order. What, what would you say yours is right now? This is a real 360, isn't it? <laughs> We've gone from... Well, because we were there a little while ago, then we went off topic oh, with this. Oh, this has gone well off topic. But now I brought it back to where I we originally were. That was actually how we started that yeah, conversation. Yeah, no, no, you're right. No, no, yeah. So moving back. Um, I think um, my top priority has to be me. Mm. my second priority is let me stop you on first priority what does me look like what does prioritizing me look like so that other people can draw from your um me being the number one priority is simply for me to be able to carefully review and monitor who I am and how I feel about myself and adjust and make the changes I can so I can always be Liam 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 in terms of how I feel about myself and how I'm feeling about my life. If I drop below a 7, I'm getting something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is it, it's going to go between the kids and um, my business. But, you know, that those two things are equally important to me. But so, at, at this time for a little while, so then I can do more of that. The business is going to require more of my time and attention, but that's no different to a 45-hour-a-week job. No, it's a short-term gain. Yeah, but it's a 45... Short-term loss, sorry, for a, a long-term it's gain. It's not a loss because no, I, mean, I would the kids, be doing kids a 45-hour-a-week job. Kids, potentially, the time that they get will be a little bit less now, but because in the future you have more freedom, more money to have to spend more, more time, time. So they'll gain. Freedom, more... Yeah. It's like, it's, it's games, games, games. I understand that. I understand and then... That. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, they're the only three. A relationship is always going to come below those three yeah. until a relationship can slot it. Because my life's really busy, my, a relationship can slot in there. Mm. But really, I'm like, I only ever want one more girlfriend, ever. So yeah, I'm being really, really selective about where I put my time, where I put my effort, where I put my energy. I want one more partner, ever. And that's me. 
know what I'm saying? <laughs> in it. Anyway, I feel like um, I feel like this has been quite. A, oh, I loved it. It's, it's quite a, a diverse podcast. It's been all over the shop. Yeah, no, it's been good though. I like it. Awesome. All right, wrap it up.